Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. Please welcome. I like this kind of party, baby. It's good to be the king. Mike DeMerge, along with the King, Scott Engel with the King and I podcast, week number eight. And Scott, it's great to be back again with you. Yeah, great to be back with you. Uh, for those who are tuning in for the first time, Mike was my original producer on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. He christened me the uh, King of Fantasy Sports. And uh, you could also find me uh, also on thegameday.com, rotaballer.com for my lineup rankings, and seahawks.com on the Fantasy Insider tab. And you can follow me at Sports Radio Prof on Twitter, which is now X, or mad-sports.com. Uh, what do you say we get started, Scott? Why do you have mad? Like, it's my initials, it's, yeah, Michael oh, Andrew I thought, I thought there was a temperamental anger management issue. <laughs> me? Come on yeah, now. Mad, you know, the mad the mad professor or the mad hatter right the old yeah. batman uh yeah batman sitcom like back the, the 1960s the, 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 the nutty professor sort of <laughs> a little a little, a, little, a little a little bit of both i, I always I, thought when i was a seahawk fan whenever richard sherman got the interception they should have played the nutty professor on the jumbotron and sherman 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 yeah they, they never related that did they no it's I only I don't think he would have liked only it. Something in my niche mind that that uh that I came up with. Maybe he maybe he wouldn't have liked it. But I'm well, a big Richard Sherman. Well, let's fan. get started first. The Bengals taking on the 49ers in San Francisco. The Bengals getting four points over and under 43 and a half at the time of this recording. I got to tell you, Scott. I think the 49ers are in trouble. I don't think we are who we thought they were. Great teams don't lose two games in a row. Well, you know the NFL. Good teams can. Uh, you know, drop a game or two, but you know, the 49ers starting, starting to show signs of slippage here. And, uh, you know, now they have a quarterback issue going into this week as, uh, the greatest quarterback in the last, what, two, three decades for the jets, you know, Sam Donald is probably going to start for them. This he week can have them, take them, find out what he's really about. And they've got injuries in San Francisco, Brock, too. Not, not just Purdy, but Debo and Trent Williams as well. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of the Purdy critics have said that anybody can quarterback this team because it's so quarterback friendly. I don't know if I fully agree with that, but we'll find out what Darnold has here. And I have him ranked as a top 15 fantasy quarterback. His next to last game with the Panthers, he passed for over th- well over 300 yards and three touchdowns. And this is going to be the friendliest offensive environment that he's ever played in. Uh, you know, George Kittle, I think I'll lean on him a lot. You don't bench George Kittle. He has seven touchdown receptions in his last five home games. Uh, I think I'll lean on Brandon Ayuk a lot, who I still have ranked as a top 10 fantasy wide receiver this week on rotoballer.com, playing like a wide receiver one this week. You you wonder what kind of chemistry they have together. You know, in DFS, maybe Jawan Jennings, because sometimes backup quarterbacks play good with backup receivers who are pressed into larger roles. I'm fading the 49ers defense here because Joe Burrow is getting healthier, but you don't know which way they're going to go with Darnold. You know, is the defense going to spend more time on the field? Not worry about the 49ers matchup for Joe Burrow. He's top 10 for me fantasy wise this week. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully T. Higgins has a better performance because you can uh, – the 49ers can be had on the back end of the defense. You know, Joe Mixon's been disappointing, not an ideal start. 
You don't bench Jamar Chase against anybody. The spread on this game was originally five and a half, Mike, but uh, I think it's moved since. Uh, San Francisco, the first five games, scored 30 or more points in each of those games, uh, 17 the last two games. And I got to tell you, what I saw in Minnesota, they pushed them around a little bit. I And, and that was without Jefferson in the, in the lineup. Yeah, that, that's a good point. You know, Kirk Cousins is, continues to be a really good fantasy quarterback, uh, even, even without Justin Jefferson. And, you know, for the Vikings to give him a game like that, like, okay, Cleveland has a really good defense. And it wasn't a shock that they were able to shut them down for the last week. But the problem is, is when Purdy started playing from behind, he he just didn't play as well, Mike. And yeah, uh, he's not Joe Montana like they thought he was, right? No, I've I've heard those comparisons. I'm like, okay, you know, you know, slow slow your roll here. Right now, the Bengals are plus four, uh, minus one ten, and plus one sixty four on the money line. You know, those those are not bad wagers, Mike. All right, moving along here. Let's talk about the Vikings. Uh, they are taking on the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field there. Uh, Minnesota, uh, minus one and a half. Jordan Love not leading up to expectations. And I, I guess you could, you could say a star is born in Minnesota with Jordan Addison. Yeah, you know, with Jefferson out, he's really stepped forward. Uh, came back from an injury. I think he's a must start as a fantasy wide receiver two or three this week. Uh, the the Packers are not good against the run. They rank 30th in fantasy points per game allowed to running backs. So I think you can roll with Alexander Madison one week, but keep an eye on Cam Akers because it looks like he might soon at least gain a full-time share of that job or, it, or he might ultimately surpass Madison as the lead back there, you know, the former Rams. So that's, that's a situation to watch, but both guys can be pretty good flex plays for this week. Uh, you know, you talked about Addison, KJ Osborne, not somebody I ideally want to use better real life player, solid real life player, not much of a fantasy player. Cousins, like I said, you know, still playing like a top eight fantasy quarterback, despite losing Jefferson, like you pointed out, this might be a better matchup for Jordan Love. I like I like Romeo Dobbs this week. In his last two home games, he has five plus catches and seventy plus receiving yards. I like him against his secondary. We don't know make of the backfield how healthy Aaron Jones is. Christian Watson keeps getting hurt, but it's a good matchup. There are some fantasy plays in this game, Mike and. Uh, I you know this is a game where you you know you you're kind of looking at at the spread It's a tough tough divisional game minus one point five, but you know this is a game that Green Bay needs and the Packers, uh, it, it it's a winnable game for them if they play they play respectably. It, it's kind of interesting to see the Packers plus one hundred on the money line. Mike, would, would you chance it? Uh, I, I love Minnesota. I love the way they're playing. Kirk Cousins was harassed last week against the 49ers. I think his, his, he was at his A game. He's been playing well despite Minnesota's troubles. They have trouble running the ball. I, I'm going with Minnesota. They're on a roll. Green Bay's really struggling, losing. Are they four really or five. on a roll? It's like, you know, they've played a lot of games this season. They've lost close games. They, they looked good last week, but they were so erratic before that. 
listen, the once score game was 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 with them last year. It hasn't been with them this year, but you know, pulling out that big win against San Francisco was huge. A couple of close games ago, the Chicago win the game, come home, win that game. They looked really good against San Francisco. Well, winning teams supposed to win be a close games. They don't choke them away. I, I know that, but I don't think Frisco's as, as good as we thought they were, and the Vikings weren't as bad as we thought they were. And, and to me, Kirk Cousins has proved he, he's he's an A-list quarterback. He's he's not second to anybody right now. The Vikings aren't as good as they were last year either, so I guess it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, exactly. I, I just think Kirk Cousins is playing well. If the quarterback's playing well, you have a good chance to win. To me, Jordan Love's not playing well. Yeah, well, Cousins is playing well because he's got a big payday ahead of him. <laughs> Listen, he's getting it done. That's all that matters. I, I like Minnesota in this game. Okay, yeah, you betcha. You betcha. Uh, let's go to the Steelers, who had a big win against the Rams in L.A., playing on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags minus two and a half in the Steel City, the over and under 41 here. Under gray flannel skies in Pittsburgh. The, ja- uh, the, the Jaguars won around when Jonathan Sender, the voice of NFL Films, was uh, was doing it, so. True, but you know when you think of the Steelers, you you think of John Vicenda. Yeah, Jacksonville um, won is won four in a row. Yeah, well, for those of you younger listening, you don't know who John Vicenda is. He's the original voice of NFL films, but Jacksonville's put put it together recently. Trevor Lawrence is a must start. The Pittsburgh defense is not what it used to be. I think you get a bounce back game from Calvin Ridley, who's really disappointed fantasy players recently. He has a hundred plus receiving yards in two of his last three road games. Uh, maybe a bounce back spot for Evan Ingram, who's kind of been mediocre. Christian Kirk has been playing really well. Travis Etienne is a must start uh, for the Steelers. George Pickens is very underrated. You roll him out. Najee Harris finally scored his first touchdown last week. I don't start him unless I have to. I'd rather start Jalen Warren. Uh, the Jaguars are favored by two and a half. You know, the Steelers have had a winning record. You know, it's, I have so much respect for Mike Tomlin because, you know, just every year he seems to have his team in position to win. The Steelers are plus 120 on the money line, but I, I don't think I'd be chancing it, Mike. No, I mean, this one could go either way. I, I just like, you know, Jacksonville's offense. I'm, I'm not sold on Kenny Pickett. You know, Watt seems to you know score as much as Pickett's able to get the ball in the end zone. <laughs> uh, the over and under interests interest me. I, oh, I'll, I'll go with an over 41 on this one. Yeah, I think that's a kind of easy over because, like I said, the Pittsburgh defense is not what it used to be. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook over, over 41 minus 110. I'm good with that. All right, let's move to the Meadowlands or MetLife Stadium where the two and five New York Giants are taking on my three and three 1985 Bears defense, New York Jets. The Jets given two ah! and a half. The, <laughs> the over and under 36 and a half. Uh, in this game, the, the Jets are on a roll. Delvin Cook saying he wants out of town right now. Uh, and and the Giants, Tyrod Taylor is playing better than Daniel Jones. They, they, they could have saved that money, that all that money they gave Daniel Jones, he's giving it to Tyrod Taylor. Last time they bragged about the Jets' defense like that, I think they gave up like a lot of points. But it is one of the better defenses in the NFL. But it ain't no '85 Bears or Legion of Boom. I'll tell you that they got a lot more to prove before we a lot, talk a about lot more. Them you like that. you got to win at least one Super Bowl to talk about them like that. Or even get to that. You know, we know the Jets are jinx. I said this last week. Joe said to the devil, he said, look, you let me win this one. All right. We never have to get one for the franchise again. And it, it's it's stuck. 
Yeah, this is the this is right, Mike. This is the football version of the Subway Series, except you can't take the subway to get to the game. You have to take the New Jersey Transit train, right? Which is a nightmare too. It takes forever to do that. So I advise anybody yeah. taking the train do not take the train to the Manhattan. Actually, it's the easiest way to get get there from Manhattan. Well, do like but, I do. I I leave at halftime and I'm home for the start of the four o'clock games. Oh, there you go. <laughs> anyway, anyway, and this is a rare occurrence for you because the Jets. Jets are actually the better of the two teams. And uh, I think there's a lot of fantasy goodness. Uh, the the Giants rank second in fantasy points allowed, fantasy rushing uh, rushing yards, uh, overall rushing yards allowed to opposing running backs. So this is going to be a great game for Brees Hall. Uh, the Giants, I believe, are 25th in fantasy points per game allowed to wide receivers over the last four weeks. Garrett Wilson coming off of his best game. Uh, this year, eight Scott, catches. Scott, Scott, the, Gi- the Giants are averaging twelve point one points a game. Okay, but I got to go into the Jets first. All right, the good fantasy plays. Uh, Garrett Wilson, eight catches on twelve targets for ninety yards. Uh, in the last game before Week Six, good matchup against that that uh that Giants defense. So I I like those two principal Jets players. I'm also keeping an eye on Tyler Conklin as a deep tight end. He's he's got. 55 plus receiving yards in his last two games. Check out the props for Tyler Conklin. You know, that that's going to be interesting this week on the Giants side. You know, the Jets have both of their starting corners back this week. So I will be fading the Giants wide receivers, but I am all about Jalen Hyatt in the weeks ahead. Two catches for 75 yards last week. Scouting comparisons to Deshaun Jackson. I really like this kid. You can't sit sit Saquon Barkley. And the Jets actually give up the most fantasy points for a game to tight end. So so Darren Waller is is a pretty good start as well. Uh the Jets favored by minus two and a, a half. I think I think that spread is is too small, actually. No, I, I love the Jets in this game and the over and under 36 and a half. I, I, I wouldn't touch that. I'm not I'm not sold yet on Zach Wilson getting the ball in the end zone. I, I just think the Jets are starting to get their mojo, particularly on defense. And this is this is the case where you could see a 19 to 10 game or a 19, 14, something yeah. like that. Low scoring game. And, and, and I really love Conklin, too, as well. Uh, it's it seems that Wilson has a good rapport with him um, right right now, and there's nothing better for a court to make a great quarterback than a great tight end. You look at the great quarterbacks throughout the history of the NFL, and you say, who was the tight end? Tight ends really make court make quarterbacks uh, pump up their numbers and make them better. Well, I wouldn't say he's a great tight end, but he's playing pretty good. You know, he's not Kyle Brady, but you know, he's not Jerome <laughs> Barkham either. <laughs> I break out Mickey. Shula. And those, are, those are some very uh, older era tight ends for, for uh, so, somebody who who just doesn't know. You have to go back in the, in the Jets history book. Who who would be the best tight end in the Jets history? Mickey Shula. It's not Mickey Shula. Good. Now he has he had some strong numbers. You know, he was decent. He was decent. This was a 1980s Jet. This was a night. Yeah. Know. So uh, we digress. Listen, Mark Bavaro, best New York football tight end all time by far best i've ever seen when i've traveled to new jersey there you go uh moving along let's skedaddle the uh rams tough loss last week huh uh they take on the cowboys rams getting six and point six points over and under 45 and a half uh you know spread might be a too a little large but uh a little bit a little bit yeah but uh you know this dallas defense is still tough daryl henderson expressed the hell out of me 
last week coming off the street, rushing for 61 yards and a touchdown. But this Dallas defense, sixth in fantasy points per game allowed, fifth actually to opposing running backs. Maybe Henderson get a touchdown finishing off a drive. But I include him in my bust column this week on uh, the game day.com in the fantasy section because, you know, we could be looking at like 40 yards and a touchdown. A tough matchup. You don't sit Cooper Cup. You don't sit Puka Nakua. You temper expectations a little bit. I'd be fading Stafford fantasy wise. Dallas plays offensively better at home. Dak Prescott is a decent back in QB1. Uh, Tony Pollard should have a good game in this matchup. CD Lamb is somebody you don't bench, but the interesting guy that I have a gut feeling about, and I talk about my gut feelings sometimes, they're considerable and they work out. Last week I mentioned Jake Bobo <laughs> of the Seahawks, and he had 61 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I have a gut feeling about Brandon Cooks, who had his first touchdown pass with the Cowboys before the bye. And I, you know, the opportunity is still there for him to be the consistent wide receiver too that the Cowboys need. And they might've spent a lot of time during the bye week working him in. So it, you know, cooks in a deeper league, somebody to consider and check out the props for him as well. Uh, To me, this is this is an important game for both teams, a chance with the San Francisco losing two in a row for the Rams to kind of try to challenge for that NFC West title and the Cowboys too, for that number two seed spot. The Rams uh, are not challenging for the division title. Well, the appearance, if they, if they get their fourth win, you know, they're they're one win behind San Francisco, depending on what happens with the 49ers. So, I mean, you're telling me five and two this week, hopefully too. Okay. And, you know, I was kind of surprised by this stat on, on defense with the Cowboys. Micah Parsons just had his fifth sack of the season. Kind of surprising with that. And it being good or bad, uh, kind of. Not, I thought he'd have more than that at this time of the year. Yeah, he's kind. He's kind of. He slowed had a bad down. game against San Francisco. Well, he's not Lawrence Taylor, that's for sure, right? No, but uh, you know he's he's not Kayvon Thibodeau either. But you know we don't want <laughs> we don't want to piss off Carl Banks, so let's move on. Well, uh, yeah, we we don't want to upset Carl Banks. Uh, no. The Seahawks they are hosting the Cleveland Browns, but a lot going on in Cleveland. Cleveland get three and a half. Uh, over and under 38. I don't, they were given a gift last week with that win against the Colts, number one. All kinds of stuff going on at quarterback. Uh, Deshaun Watson being called out about a shoulder injury, uh, ba- basically saying he's breaking his ass to get back in the lineup because a lot of people have been questioning his desire to get back in there. Uh, otherwise, it would be PJ Walker taking, taking the snaps from under center. Yeah, Brady Quinn got into it with, uh, with, Watson's uh, quarterback coach on, on, on social media about what you were saying. That was interesting. Uh, but this is a defensive game. I'm leaning towards the under. The Seattle defense has only allowed 30 points in its last three games. And uh, they also have 18 sacks over that span. So they're a good defensive streamer. I know they lost to Chayna Nwosu, but you know they'll still get a pass rush. They did sign Frank Clark the former Seahawk, you know, this defense is looking really good right now. They, they have the best trio of cornerbacks in the NFL. Like the jets probably have the best two. When you look at the Seahawks three of Reek Woolen, Trey Brown and rookie Devin Witherspoon is playing spectacular. Plus Jamal Adams is healthy and uh, Julian love, you know, really good safety combination. This is, this is a tough secondary to crack for Amari Cooper who I think you should fade in fantasy football this week if you can, with especially with P.J. Walker 
at, at quarterback as well. Uh, tough matchup for Kareem Hunt because, and uh, Pierre Strong at running back as Jerome Ford is out with an ankle injury. The Seahawks are first in fantasy points per game allowed to running backs. Playing great defense. Uh, on the offensive side, as we record this, Kenneth Walker questionable with a – Kenneth Walker has been questionable with a calf injury. Maybe Zach Charbonnet starts, but this is a tough matchup. On the other side, like Cleveland's defense usually they get blown up like that. The Seahawks' offense has sputtered in the red zone the last few weeks. DK Metcalf's not an ideal start. Tyler Lockett, not an ideal start dealing with a hamstring injury. This is a, this is a game where I start the Seahawks' defense and whoever's starting a running back for the Seahawks, but uh, and I'm certainly taking the Seahawks to cover the spread, but other than that, I think I'm out on this game. Uh, Cleveland, we talked about them being that one of those teams that's kind of the Tier 2 team. Uh, they were given a Maybe win last three. They were, well, they were given a, a win last week by the referees, but you, you got to give credit to defensive end Miles Garrett. He, I mean, he's been phenomenal oh, he's been and terrific. And yeah. and Gino's got to watch out for him. He, he he's been unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's more the thing like we, Gino's play has been inconsistent, and he finally tightened things up on third down. But when they get in the red zone, he hasn't been able to punch the team in. You know that's the problem, and it gets a good Cleveland defense. It could continue to be a problem, but the offensive line, they've also been dealing with a lot of injuries. You know, that's part of it, too. Uh, moving along, uh, Carolina hosting the Houston Texans. Uh, Houston getting three and a half over and under 43 and a half. Why would anybody watch this game? Because they're a fantasy player or a better, and that's why it's on our rundown. You know, this is a week to go with C.J. Stroud, uh, who's a top 12 fantasy quarterback in my lineup ranks on on rotoballer.com. Nico Collins is a must start. He's got 80 receiving yards in each of his last two games. Tank Dell comes back from a concussion. He should have a good game. Watch this backfield because Devin Singletary with 58 yards on 12 carries in the last game might start taking over for Damian Pierce, and the Panthers are very bad against the run. On the other side, you go with Adam Thielen. And really not a whole lot else. We have to see what happens in that backfield between Miles Sanders and one of your favorite names, Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> uh, Carolina has given up 42 points in the last two games. I, I don't see a lot of positives here. And, and, and like I said, uh, you know, for, from a national perspective, not a lot, of, not, not a lot of interest here. Houston's getting better. You know, they're, they're starting to be a fun team to watch, you know, the arrows pointing up for the Houston. Houston Texans. So there's a lot to like. I think they're also a sneaky good defensive play this week in fantasy. Well, speaking of sneaky good, uh, where can the uh listeners follow you again on on social media and uh and X, not not formerly known as Twitter? Yeah, uh at Scotty the King on on X and uh also at the gameday.com, rotoballer.com, uh Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio Saturdays, five to six AM. 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern, not a.m., and also Seahawks.com on the Fantasy Insiders tab. He is the King, Scott Engel. I'm Mike Demergis. That's a recap of our Week 8 number previews in the NFL.